Hi there, I am Nadine Michael, and you are listening to the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. Hey, are you or someone you care about considering, dealing with, or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome? Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our Terms of Service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. I have an interesting guest joining me on the show today. Nadine Michael has been through divorce herself and it actually led her to the career that she is in right now as a financial advisor and an independent insurance broker. Now her and two other women, a fitness and nutrition coach, as well as a mortgage broker, have put on an online webinar that is available for replay that was titled Divorce Sucks. And they really do bring a lot of value to give you some support and information around divorce and how you can navigate that. So let's join her now and get to meet her, find out her story. And then you can also find in the show notes information about watching the replay of their webinar. Hi, Nadine. It is really amazing to have you on the show today. I'm so excited that you reached out and that we connected. And you have a fantastic offer that's coming up for women, a workshop that you're putting together, a webinar. And I'd like to introduce you to the audience and have you share about your why for creating an event like this for people. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate that we were able to connect and that we're able to do this together um, because I I do think our whys are aligned very, very closely. Um, So we actually, myself and a couple other ladies, uh, last week we did our first webinar uh, we entitled it Divorce Sucks. And really the intention is and was, uh, you know, we're all professionals in various industries. Uh, so I'm in sort of the financial services uh, insurance industry. And then uh, we had Sandra Forescott, who is a mortgage specialist, and Kim Bruce, who is a fitness and nutritional coach. And so we wanted to take, you know, just a bit of a holistic look at dissecting what a divorce looks like because the three of us uh, we've all gone through our own experiences with divorce uh, but now we all have a little bit of distance from it so a little bit more hindsight of you know what sort of happened and then you know our our goal is just to bring value to other people who might find themselves either thinking about starting the process or in the middle of the process or even winding up the process uh, and just to sort of, you know, bounce some ideas off uh, and give some, you know, tips from our various industries of, of what we think might be helpful to someone in those situations. This is a gap that I think is 
lacking a gap that's there, sorry, the information is lacking because so many women feel alone and they're, they're embarrassed and ashamed to ask for help in those areas. It's like, I, I should understand my finances. Uh, my health can go on the back burner. I'm, I'd kind of like to start a business or grow a business, but my head is so wrapped up right now in all that I need to deal with, with a divorce. So these are just such relevant, helpful areas that the support that you're offering it would be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. And, you know, when we did the the webinar, which we hope is the start of many, and we're, we hope to build on that, uh, you know, one of the themes that came through is that there are just so many balls in the air as you're going through the situation. And where do you even start? Um, and if we look at specifically maybe finances, uh, what we know is, you know, still probably the majority of women kind of defer a lot of those decisions to the partner in their life. Um, so now when they find themselves going through a divorce process, all of a sudden they have to deal with things and they have to get a mortgage and they have to figure out, well, what do we have for life insurance and all those questions that they just weren't aware of. But, um, you know, something that a funny story that sort of came out when we did it is just even the basic task of breathing becomes difficult like because I was telling a story how when I was going through my divorce and just at the height of all the stress and you know your mind is just flying a million miles an hour uh you know quite often I'd find myself what I would call almost hyperventilating just day to day my life right and then you know that's where I sort of connected a lot to exercise because that was a place that I would find that, you know, as you're running or, or whatever exercise you're, you're doing is it's forcing you to take those big inhales and exhales, which um, when I paid attention, I, I wasn't doing, it was just like, you know, hyperventilating almost. And so one of the ladies on the podcast talked about how, you know, she's trying to go to yoga and her yoga teacher will come by and just like, calm down. Like, you know, <laughs> your breathing is out of control. And so it just, Breathing becomes difficult sometimes, never mind navigating all those other, you know, decisions and challenges that you have to face. So I think it is super important to offer a place for, you know, people, especially who've gone before you that, yeah, you're not alone. And and this is, it is a difficult time. Um, when we were promoting uh, the webinar and we had done a social media post, uh, got this comment from this person, because I think that post was about it was called, you know, divorce is hard. And that pushback of divorce isn't hard. Marriage is hard. Divorce <laughs> is the easy way, you know, that classic. And, yeah. and I think it's those types of attitudes that prevent us from maybe reaching out sometimes because yeah, sometimes you fear a judgment about it or what people are going to think. And so maybe you're not reaching out to, to get the support that you need. And I mean, for the record, divorce is extremely hard. Like I said to that person, it's, yeah, marriage is hard. We all know that. But divorce is hard as well. So just one does not exclude the other from being true. So what was some of the feedback that you received after your webinar? Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, I think a lot of just appreciation uh, that it was, you know, a place where uh, people could gather together. Um, and, and, you know, get some, maybe a little bit of advice and things like that. But I think it's more just a community that, oh, you know, I'm not alone. Oh, you went through this through. Uh, so I think it was a lot of just, you know, 
people feel seen more when, when they're able to connect with people who actually have been in their shoes. Uh, And then, you know, one lady specifically was saying how she just has, you know, purchased her new house and, you know, but financially she doesn't know what's going on. Like she said, we have these insurance policies. I don't like, do I cancel them? And do I do, you know, and just not knowing what to do. And so I think that just is like, you know, pump the brakes a little bit and, that's where I think uh, you reach out to professionals before you try to make decisions without knowing the full picture and maybe making a mistake along the way just because you were just trying to manage so many things. Plus, you have, you know, some emotional turmoil typically layered into that. So so sometimes the decision making uh, and you feel like there's just so many things on your plate that it's easy to make missteps if you're not reaching out to the right people. So you just want to, you know, use your resources and in, in most cases, I mean, you have access to people who, you know, aren't even charging you a fee. It's like, we are here to give you some value. And if you want to phone and just ask questions, then please reach out because we'd rather just make sure that you get some, you know, sound direction versus, mm-hmm. you know, like say making a decision that you can't go back on later. So I really love what you're doing because A, people often don't even realize all that they might come up against all that they should be considering like you said there's so many balls in the air and you don't want to drop any if there's kids that you're that are involved that just amplifies all the concerns and all everything that you're dealing with but they don't even realize sometimes what they could be facing and then when it does come up it already needs to be dealt with so maybe they're googling this is a beautiful way for them to meet you and and make that connection and find a, you know a real human being who cares and has been there and and really does want to help them and has knowledge and has a background in some of the areas that they're definitely going to be navigating at some point and maybe they'll feel less scattered they'll be less less hyperventilating going on if they are prepared ahead of time and then when they hit it's like oh wait a minute i did hear about this i know who to talk to about that i know where i can take some questions and like any of the other experts i've had on the show already the the heart of serving that they bring and whether when somebody comes and if they bump into something that isn't part of their expertise and you've probably experienced this you know you have a network of trusted people that you can point them towards. So it's a, it's a beautiful net. I like the word network because it's like a net that catches them. That is, is very much supportive and and going to help them. And I really, I like the hyperventilating story that you mentioned, because it's like our shoulders are up here and we're, we're breathing and we're, we're just, you know, just that, that physical uh, um, way that we're expressing that stress is, in many times, uh, very, very complicating to the situation. So one of your experts that you have on your webinars does deal with health. So I I love the balance that you're offering with the group that you've uh, compiled. Absolutely. Like I mentioned, it's a very holistic approach because, you know, there's so many different things going on. And as you mentioned, if there's children involved, that's a whole new element. And, and in terms of, you know, say the breathing and 
uh, that like myself personally, I wouldn't even notice that I wasn't properly breathing until sometimes I'd slow down and go, oh my goodness, like, you know, I try to stop and, and take that slow breath, but I really sort of, um, for me, I, I sort of redirected me, you know, a lot more into my fitness journey because of that, I think, because I think it helped to clear my mind a lot and, and get rid of a lot of that stress that I was carrying. Uh, but for sure, what it did was it got me into the industry I'm in now. So um, I my goal was to, you know, before I even sort of went down this career path was just, OK, I, I went through a situation now. And what can I do to sort of get my story out there so that maybe I can prevent or bring some awareness to at least one other person? So maybe that, you know, they they didn't make some of the same mistakes that I made and didn't end up in the same situation that I ended up in. Um, and so just, I think, financial literacy and just what does that look like, um, I think is super important, you know, because all the statistics, whether someone gets divorced or not, like women at some point are very likely going to be alone, whether they get widowed or whether they get divorced. And and usually, at, you know, a fairly young age, like I think the average age is like 56. Uh, so if we are sort of deferring to someone else to make decisions and take care of all those things, uh, we're not really being financially independent and responsible for ourselves. And we don't know. I mean, we don't know a what the person we're with is capable of sometimes, you know, we're putting trust in someone that may or may not, you know, um, step up. <laughs> and so just, just to take complete ownership over everything and, and have a full understanding and just make sure that, that we're okay. Cause at the end of the day, like I say, we're very likely at, at, in one way or another going to be alone and with ourselves. And so what kind of, you know, health are we going to have and what kind of financial shape are we going to, we don't want to be completely devastated in, in every aspect if something goes sideways, which, you know, in most cases, like I say, either premature death of someone or a divorce, that's going to happen in most cases. I like the way you framed that, Nadine, because it's, it's a fact of life that women will face. And, and for some, they may never, they may always have been on their own and, and that's their choice. And that's, that's where they will be for their lifetime. And many don't have that financial literacy that you're talking about. Can you tell us more about your path to where you are now in your career? Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that's sort of, uh, you know, my specific experience in my marriage and what sort of led to my divorce uh, so prior to all that, you know, I was a school teacher, uh, ended up getting married and then, um, you know, we dated for quite a while and then got married and then I got pregnant right away. Uh, so I was teaching at the time and then we just, you know, started life. It's like time to buy a house, time to do this, time to do that. So I, I had stepped away from my teaching at that point and decided I wanted to, you know, focus on staying at home. Uh, and so then we sort of, you know, within around three years had three kids so it's like boom 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 and so lots of changes in life um and you know there was a little sort of indicator you know kind of early on in the marriage uh you know that there was a bit of a financial issue so I got a phone call one day I think my husband at the time was at work and then I got a phone call and it was from sort of like a payday loan sort of place and they're you know start asking questions about well you know paying this loan back and 
It's like, what is going on? Like just completely caught me off guard. So obviously I knew there was an issue. So then we had the conversation, like what, what the heck is going on? And, and so found out that again, my husband at the time had been gambling with someone at work and gotten himself into some situations um, and so had obviously went and taken out this loan. And in addition to that, had also taken out some RSP money and like all this stuff unbeknownst to me. So of course I was very upset, you know, we're, you know, kind of working off a single income family, three, three young kids. Uh, so, you know, so, okay, like pay back whatever debt you have and let's get this corrected. I'm not very happy about it, but then things sort of went on from there. And so there was no other real indication that there was anything going on. And, um, you know, my thing was I was managing the bank account. So I had the illusion that I, I was in financial control of things. Like I paid the bills, I did all this stuff. So it wasn't like I had my head buried in the sand and like, oh, I'll just let this guy do everything. I felt like I was doing the things, uh, except there was a time when, um, you know, the, the real estate market was getting kind of hot and that. And so we've decided to do a little bit of investing in that. So to do that, we took out a line of credit that was joint and sort of did a couple deals and, you know, that went okay. And then the market started turning. This is probably around 2007, 2008, uh, so then just made sure we, we you know, kind of dumped all of our investments and and now just status quo. Like, so the line of credit is just sitting over at the sidelines, not doing anything. I'm managing the bank account, going about my, you know, day. And then uh, one time I went to the bank and I just, I think things were probably already going south in the marriage at that point. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to start kind of, you know, securing some things around me, just preparing maybe. Um, so I went to our bank and I I didn't have access at that point to like the line of credit at all. And I, you know, never really see, saw a statement. And so I, I never looked at it. Like that was kind of his deal. And so when I went to the bank, uh, they linked my account up with the line of credit. So they kind of said, okay, well, you know, tomorrow it's going to be activated. So you'll be able to kind of log in. And like, okay, great. And I, and I was working part-time at a jewelry store at the time. So I remember it was like a Saturday, everyone else is still sleeping. I had to go to work and I log into this account and it just like knocked my feet out from under me because it was like, oh my goodness. Like there were like transactions, like some months, 10, $20,000, like just all this money like out. And again, it's just, my mind just got shocked. And I was like, what? And so you start to try to make sense, like what's going on? And like, like, does he have another life? Like, does he have another fat? Like, what is this? You know? And, and then I had to go to work. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, this crazy thing. And everyone's still in bed. So I go to work and anyways, it was gambling. Right. So that was like, for me, that was the straw. I say the marriage wasn't good in other regards. So it certainly wasn't the only thing. Um, and, and looking back, you know, I can honestly say that in some fashion, I am grateful that there was something big that helped to push me over the threshold and make a decision because who knows how long I would have been in that sort of like non-decision, which is a hard place to be, right? Where you feel like it's kind of inevitable at some point, but do I wait till the kids are this age? Do I wait for this? So this for me was just like deal breaker, right? Like all the trust was gone. 
Um, you know, he had done things like he had taken out a post office box so that he had all that stuff redirected, like to, you know, so there's like a whole life of secrecy. So I knew I couldn't stay in the, the marriage then. Um, you know, and, and this might sound bad because I, you know, I wasn't cheated on, there wasn't infidelity, but and and if someone was they could likely disagree with this but I used to say like I'd rather have had something like that because the repercussions of what happened financially were like real life for me like I had to go now and you know like I had to buy a new vehicle and I couldn't qualify for my vehicle loan on my own and here I was like 40 like it's super responsible in my 40s and all of a sudden because we were so over leveraged on things that I had nothing to do with you know, all of a sudden I, I had to become dependent on like family to co-sign loans and, and just to live my life. And, mm -hmm. and so it, it had a huge impact on me. Um, and so that's where I sort of thought, oh man, you know, I want to get into something where I can, you know, just maybe educate other people and in, in just terms of really, really keeping a handle on your money and making sure that things are the way they are and, you know, like sort of saving for yourself and your future and things like that. And just not really be reliant on someone else, like just having financial independence, even you can do that, you know, when you're in a partnership, but I think it's still important to make sure that at the end of the day, we're taking care of ourselves because we don't know. Wow. Thank you so much, Nadine, for sharing that. Like that is hard to even wrap your head around. Like I can't imagine you that Saturday morning discovering what you discovered and just uh, trying to go off to work <laughs> and anticipating the conversation you're going to have to have knowing in the, in the pit of your stomach, knowing what this means and what the future is going to hold and how difficult that's going to be. And you are someone, I love that you shared that you were involved with paying the bills and you were aware of the accounts and, um, you know, you were part of the financial management of your family's money and still this happened. Mm -hmm. So the literacy that you are teaching women is so important to understand because they might think, okay, well, I, I actually already know, but how much do you know? Are you really in tune? Do you have open communication with your partner um, about, you know, what's happening as you leave the situation? What are some of your options? How do you get back on your feet? Like you, you've, you did that. You got back on your feet. You, you figured it out and now you're helping others do that. So what happened after that? What take us now, like what got you to where you are now? Yeah. And like I say, for a bit, I walked around a little bit, you know, just unstable. I remember, you know, my first question to him was just like, where's the money? And that's all I could say was, where's the money? Where's the money? And I'd walk around, like I printed all these statements of all this money that had gone. And I just like, you know, when I'd see my doctor, I'd like just want to show me because it was like, I was just in such disbelief. And I think the big lesson I learned from that is, you know, I was operating on the belief that everybody's going to conduct themselves and live by the same values that I had. 
Um, and so how could someone do that? Cause there's no way I could come and, you know, say, go to the casino and, and blow $10,000 when you have a family you're supporting and then come for home for dinner and just sit there and, you know, pass me the potatoes kind of thing. <laughs> like I couldn't live a life like that. So I think for me, that was like a huge wake up call that people aren't you and people aren't going to make the same decisions as you're going to make. Um, and so I, I, you know, again, my whole world changed. I was essentially a stay-at-home mom. I had been working part-time. So then I had to go full-time into the jewelry store I was at and, and start managing there. Um, so fortunately, you know, that that all worked out for me in terms of income in, in order to kind of now I have to move out again. I had to get co-signers to qualify for things until we got rid of that line of credit that we had owed so much money on. Um, so the divorce was a long process, like it probably took from start to finish six years plus. So it was a long one and it was not inexpensive. It was not linear. I mean, there was times where you feel like you're sort of getting a handle on it and you're kind of working on the same page and in the same direction. And then something just blows up and all of a sudden it feels like you get kicked back to square one and things like that. But I knew that, um, you know, I had left teaching, which I loved and I loved to be part of, uh, you know, have the ability to, to be an impact in people's lives, which I felt like I did when I was teaching. And then, you know, going to working in jewelry, which was, you know, just really a, a means to pay the bills. So I wanted to get back into something where um, I felt like I could really make a difference in people's lives in a real way, uh, use some of what I knew about teaching. So so this is now about, you know, educating um, people like for financial literacy and just, you know, teaching them. Uh, so I just, I knew I was looking for something different. I actually started like, you know, just researching all this stuff about money and finance and women and, you know, marriage and all this stuff. So I had like this little green duotang just filled with all this stuff, but not thinking while I'm going into the financial industry. And then it just sort of, I'll, I'll call it found me, you know, someone said, Hey, come check this out. And, and I've looked at a couple different places, but the first place I looked like I would have had to have gone full time. And I was, you know, trying to, um, you know, pay a mortgage and things like that. So I didn't have that flexibility where I could just sort of go and check something out. And if it didn't work out, like I didn't have the financial security to do that. So uh, I didn't the first time around, but then I, I when I um, started where I'm at now, I could have start. I I could start part time, and so I didn't have to quit my job. I didn't have to really do anything different. I just come in and learn and and sort of figure it out from that regard without taking any sort of risks. Uh, so that's where I started. I just came in to kind of learn, uh, figure out you know what the industry looks like. If I even like to work in the industry, but uh, you know I just found that it gave me that sense of contribution that I was lacking for so many years selling jewelry where, okay, now I can do something where I feel is a lot more meaningful and can have a lasting effect on people's lives long-term. Um, so that's kind of where my journey started. And now I've been in the industry for coming on eight years and I say, I, I love it because I mean, we know finances, even, you know, in a marriage, like that is one of the biggest stressors and, probably one of the biggest reasons that lead to divorce is people's different values on money and spending and things like that. So I just want, you know, again, I just am very passionate about 
being able to be in an arena where I can help other people and just educate them and just help open up their eyes and their minds to, to what sort of things they should be aware of. What would you say are some of the most, are your FAQs? What are the most frequently asked questions that you address when around finances when, when women talk to you about it? Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, people just don't know what they should be looking at. Like the lady we had on the webinar, uh, you know, a lot of her questions revolved around, you know, the life insurance policies and not even knowing, which is, I think, normal for most people. I, you know, a lot of people, you'll get a life insurance policy five years ago. And then if I kind of put you on the spot and ask you, well, uh, how long's the term? Why are you paying? How much you cover? Like people don't tend to remember those details. Um, so just to, I think, revisit what do you have? I mean, in Alberta, it's it's essentially going to be 50-50 split, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean you can't negotiate. So so if I have a pension, we don't necessarily have to split my pension. But if I'm going to keep my pension, well, what are you going to give up? So maybe, uh, you know, I depending on how much equity is in the house. Well, now you keep the house, I keep my pension. So there's sort of give and take and things like that. Um, and, and that sort of just gets worked out a lot of times through, you know, lawyers or mediation and negotiation and things like that. So where I like to sort of talk to people is where do we go from here now? Because it's going to get sorted out the way it gets sorted out. Um, and, and, you know, there's legal ways to like, you know, the onus is legally usually 50, 50. So there's not a lot we can really do about that, but just, to focus on my retirement and my long-term planning and where am I going to be in the future now that I'm in the situation I am. So more of a looking forward approach is kind of how I like to do it. And just, okay, like, it's almost like starting over. I mean, divorce, there's no doubt about it. And that's why a lot of people don't pull the trigger is because in most cases, it's a pretty big financial setback, even if it's amicable and things like that, because it's a division of assets. And now you're, you know, now living in two different places, and you're doubling up all your expenses, right? So so it's, it's huge on the finances. But how do we make the best of our situation and move forward and make sure that we're building towards something in the future? Yeah, instead of avoiding it, because I think, like, personally, I just, if I don't look, then I just don't know and just kind of avoid that whole, as long as there's a little there to pay the bills, then I just, I don't really want to think about the future because I think I'm, I'm thinking the worst case scenario and it's, it's really scary. So it's not only empowering, but comforting if you can sit down and have a plan and, and a forecast and something to work towards. And obviously that can be altered as life changes, but just to have that guidance from someone like yourself who has the education around it and and life experience you can relate to what their what their worries and the, their concerns are and their fears and i think that's really great i love that you have a teaching background too because mm. you are able to share this information in in a way that can be absorbed in, in different ways like you know how how people learn differently so I think that's really fantastic. Now, um, please continue with some of the other questions that that maybe you've faced. Well, and and some of the conversations I like to have are things that people maybe don't even have a question about, they haven't considered yet. 
Um, and that could be things like, you know, maybe we have a separation agreement or now we're divorced and there's some spousal coming my way. Uh, so there's a financial obligation and child support obligation. So what now happens if the person who's paying you that for a certain number of years, what happens if they pass away? Like, how are you going to make that up? And that's where um, things like, you know, sometimes you think that you want to just split everything up and you're not having anything to do with this person anymore, but you may need to have still some life insurance in place to cover that, that need, right? Because if you're supposed to pay me, you know, spousal support for five years and we have 10 years of child support and all of a sudden that, that income gets taken away, there needs to be some protection like in, and on both sides. Right. So I think sometimes people don't think about uh, the use of life insurance in, in protecting themselves in that way. Um, sometimes it's just about, did you change your beneficiaries on things? Because in most cases, likely, you know, unless it's sort of insurance for the purpose of what we just talked about, you know, typically you don't want your ex-spouse as a beneficiary on things. So do we check that? Um, have you looked at your will? Do you have an updated will? It just kind of all those sort of things to check off the box. And, you know, when you're, I liked how you talked about, you know, just making a plan. And sometimes again, it's overwhelming. It's like when we don't make that doctor's appointment, right? Because you're scared of what you're going to see. So just to avoid the conversation sometimes feels like the right thing to do. But in the end, it's not. Um, I think they said that like, there's a statistic that, you know, about 72% of women don't consider a retirement when they're going through divorce. Like that's not even on their, their box, but it, it has to be because if you wait, you know, and if we look at maybe the average age is probably around 40 or so when people are getting divorced, like in the forties, you can't wait till you're 55, 60 to start to think about retirement. And, and it doesn't have to be where you're starting big. And maybe it's like, Oh, I don't have that much money right now. And, and it's not about that. It's about just making a plan and doing what you can and starting from where you're standing at the moment. So you know what? Yeah, maybe you can't put away 200 or $300 a month. Can you put 50, right? And, you know, so let's just look at what can we do right now? Because a little bit is better than nothing at all. So, so again, just to ask questions of people and, and show them like, okay, when you retire, uh, how much money do you think you're going to need? And and most people don't even ponder the question because if they did, like you say, I think it scares people. So they don't even really allow themselves to go there. But again, let's just look at this and let's face it because the closer we can get you to those goals, the better, as opposed to just like waiting and seeing, and now it's too late. And now it's a really hard thing to do is to properly prepare you for the future because there is a future and then how we ended our webcast was like there is life after divorce right like life goes on and so you can't just sort of let it be all consuming and and again put your head in the sand and and not take action towards a better future for for yourself that's an interesting percentage i didn't realize it was that high and in the 70s that 72 or whatever you said, where uh, women aren't considering retirement or even if, you know, many of us, like I had been a stay-at-home mom for the majority of those years. So I didn't really have a career. I didn't have, uh, retirement wasn't really in my vocabulary. So 
to wrap their heads around that when maybe right now their main focus is just a day-to-day, just breathing (laughs) and getting through the day and getting, taking care of their children or whatever it might be. And that's so far in the future that, um, but I'm, you know, that it's, it's, it is scary. It's not really on their radar yet. And they're just trying to get through that day or that week. And, uh, you know, it is interesting that it's that high a percentage of women who, who are uh, not considering that yet. So what you're offering is just so beneficial and really relevant to something that they need to consider now. And yes, they have a lot going on, Mm -hmm. but if they don't give it some attention now and they don't have to do it all alone, that's what's so beautiful, beautiful about what you guys are doing is, is, is stepping up and saying, Hey, you know, we've been there. We want to help you. You aren't alone. Uh, Yes. It's another thing that's very important for you to consider, but we can help you through that. Tell us more about the webinar, please, where people can find it. Is there a cost involved? Uh, Would there be replays possibly? Uh, How can they, how can they uh, access this? And obviously I will share all the information in the show Uh notes too. Uh, People can watch us uh, on the YouTube channel as well. So they can, they can meet you uh, informally. So please tell us more about that. Yeah, thank you. So, so as I mentioned last week, we did our first one. Um, and, and, you know, we didn't have a heavy crowd, we probably had, you know, under a dozen people on, but it was one of those projects that the three of us got together. Uh, and, and just coming from like the best place ever is that, you know, we think we have value to offer other people. Uh, we do it for no charge. And so it was sort of a bit of a learning experience for us, like, hey, you know, step in and then kind of sort it out from there. Um, so we did record it. So we do have a recording of that. Uh, and like I mentioned at the top is we really wanted to come at this from a very holistic place because there's so many things to consider when people are going through it. And, and you can't, you know, take health out of it or self-care out of it. Like it all has to work together. Um, so we are going to, we don't have a new date set, but we hope to grow an audience and, um again just there's there's no cost there's there's no agenda other than you know we've been in your shoes I remember when I was going through my own divorce um like through the community I was living in Sherwood Park and uh they were looking for some volunteers for you know I think divorced people and I reached out and they kind of politely said you know because you're in your situation right now that maybe you're not the most effective person and maybe at the time I didn't quite understand just because again sometimes when you're in the thick of things like you're not seeing things as clearly and maybe you have some biases and things like that whereas you know the three of us now we're kind of at the next phase right we're we're really everything settled it is behind us uh we are all in professions that we think we can help you know others who were in the shoes that we were in and we knew how hard it was. Uh, so, so we definitely want to just be able to give access to the education and, and our contact information. Even if someone just has a question like, Oh, you know, I have this thing and I don't know what to do about it, whether they're, you know, buying the house and you want to talk to Sandra or, you know, whatever it is, like just reach out to us. We're here to answer any questions. And like I say, we, we hope to schedule um, an, 
follow up webinar and just kind of build on it. And, you know, I think for us, it was good learning as well. So I love that. So I will share all three of your contact uh, where they can contact, follow you on social and also mention which expertise you each represent. So uh, that's a beautiful invitation. It just shows the heart of, of how much uh, you guys care and, and the why of what you're presenting. So thank you very much for that. That's very generous. Now, Nadine, on closing, what would you give as your top piece of piece or, or a couple of pieces of advice to women in in these situations, whether they're still contemplating divorce or they're in the middle of it or or they're on the out on the outside of it, or is there something that you could uh, offer them for some either encouragement or advice? Just the main thing is that you just aren't alone. You know, before my divorce, I had a very difficult time reaching out and asking for help. Um, from other people but I just I was forced to through my divorce to kind of you know I, I needed help watching my kids when I had to go to work now I needed help you know like my sister helped me tremendously both with co-signing things and and like my alternate place to live when I had to be out of the house and and it was not an easy place for me to sort of um humble myself to to say you know I'm not okay right now and I need some help and I was sort of at some points consumed with, oh, what are people going to think? What do the neighbors think? Like just all those things that at the end of the day, they do not matter. Like I learned very quickly, people don't think as much about us like as we think they do. And even if they have an opinion, who cares? Uh, so just um, don't go it alone because it's a very emotional time. And sometimes when you're in the stress, it's like the fight or flight kind of going on. And uh, it's hard to make sound decisions on an island, right? So so if you reach out to resource people, um, even if it just, you know, you have an idea or you have a question, just reach out to somebody uh, who isn't emotionally involved in it with you, uh, then I think they can help sort of direct you so that you don't find yourself, again, making decisions that were maybe not the best decision for you at the time, um, but you just didn't have the perspective. So, and give yourself grace, right? I mean, it, it's, you know, uh, some of the things that drove me crazy, like the common, you know, divorce isn't hard. Divorce is one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. But what are, what do you gain from it? And who do you become? Because we all know that you don't grow unless you go through these challenges. And, um, you know, my life would not have changed to the degree, like for the better, like in terms of like, just the personal development and just who I became as a person, because, you know, I was forced to face a really hard time in my life. Um, and I'm glad that I had people like to link arms with who who really kind of helped me through. That is very wise advice. And as tough as it is to ask for help, it is very important. And to hear that, again, reinforced your, the bravest thing you can do is to step up and ask for help. And that might be in, you know, ways to help support your family uh, financially with your mental health, with your childcare, 
whatever it is to just, just ask for help. People are, are more than willing to. And, you know, I, I had a very impactful message that came to me during a time it was after the divorce, but I'd been in an accident and I was just trying to do everything myself and not accepting help. And someone said, how does it feel when someone allows you to help them or when you offer to help someone and and you help them? How does that feel? I said, well, it just feels great. And the point that was made is then why are you denying others that opportunity to support and help you? And when it was switched like that and reframed that way, I just found that very helpful. And so if that can help someone just to understand that when people offer, they they genuinely want to help. You're allowing them a chance to support you. They see that they they have a way they can help you. So, so ask, allow it. You know, let others support you through this. It's not going to be there forever. And you know, look at yourself for example. You you went through that low time. You've risen up, and and you had that support that you were brave enough to ask for. So I think that's just a, a beautiful example for all of us. Thank you, Nadine, for being with us today and for sharing your encouragement for others who are out there. And I, I really love that your piece of advice is that you're not alone because that is my main message is you're not alone. There are people out there who care and want to help. And you are such a prime example of that. And I wanted to thank you for all you do with your magazine and you just you being out as a caring person to, to help people as well. Uh, I heard a podcast this week and it said there was a quote in there that said uh, your best position to serve the people we once were. Um, so I do believe that, you know, it's not an obligation. I want to do it. But I just think that we have so much to offer because we've been in those shoes. So uh, thank you for everything that you've done and allowing me this opportunity to talk with you today. I appreciate it. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, divorce resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.